good evening well not really morning evening whatever wherever you are or wherever whichever part of the world you're in welcome to another episode of the two brothers podcast i am joined here today with big brother how are you sir i'm doing very well sir and how are you i'm good can't complain can't complain so Likewise. today today we have a very interesting uh, podcast that we have lined up we recently went and had a look at the new kia sonnet that's right we did and uh, i mean obviously we didn't get a chance to test drive it because it was too early but eventually you uh, flew back to pune and then you in fact went and test drove the new car but we'll get to that in a second talk to me about i mean i remember back in the when i mean normal days when it was 2020 bc and by bc i mean before corona you were strictly against buying a car and you know uber and ola were just just uh, you know pretty much everywhere you know you really didn't feel the need of a car so tell us now that how how is that uh, you know the, the that thought process changed with the with the pandemic well it's uh, really been appended hasn't it i mean uh, there i was merely uh, thinking that i will never ever own a car ever again and uh, moved cities with that intent as well before the pandemic gripped the country and the world and all of a sudden uh, shared transport is taboo so uh, you know mobility is almost like a fundamental need it's uh, food water air and mobility yeah that's true and uh, i mean you you shifted right in the middle of the pandemic so when you reached there were you were, were ola and uber even even available in that area in that region where you were or did you just have to have to wing it right from the beginning what was that like so i winged it right from the beginning and uh, while i got to the point uh, where i was supposed to stay after that uh, i quickly realized that i couldn't rely on public transport simply because it wasn't available and even if it were to be made available i wouldn't want to take it so renting uh, became the obvious choice uh, of course i looked up options to buy immediately as well uh, but in light of the pandemic you know several interesting things happened okay do tell us so the first interesting thing was uh, that buying a car came back on the table uh, and when you know still early lockdown days march april may i was looking at uh, options and i was thinking you know what what could be my possible budget be so i was looking at full sized suvs you know the the cretas the celtoses the harriers of the world etc uh, in fact i was willing to stretch it at the top end as well you know in in classic pre pandemic consumer mode mm-hmm. but as the pandemic uh, grew as uh, cases you know uh, rose in india a, a weird you know apathy to sort of spending beyond the essentials took hold of me and you know i i can't even pinpoint at what point i started looking at hatches and compact suvs again and i started looking at cars as functional objects rather than you know those thrill machines that uh we you know petrol heads or quasi petrol heads would uh think of them as i i completely agree with you there and uh, yes there has definitely been a shift and i completely agree with you because you are staying in in maharashtra and the cases in maharashtra have been really off the charts so i really don't blame you to think about in uh, you know that direction and cabs i mean yeah sure uh, you can uh, you know sanitize 
you know to war, to war whatever extent but eventually if something gets you something gets you and you're just exposing yourself to that risk and having your own car just uh, you know eliminates that problem tell us tell us some of your early uh, you know what were you looking for some of the brands some of the cars that caught your attention and you were seriously seriously considering to uh, uh, to purchase so when i got into this consideration phase you know wherein i realized that owning a car would be essential uh i actually explored the renting option and i explored it to the extent of you know renting a car and living with it i i still have a rental by the way okay uh and realized that uh, the economics of renting don't add up you know if you drive a premium hatch i have a polo uh, currently you know that i've rented um the costs of owning that don't really justify the uh, distance i'm using it for so uh, it it comes out to be higher than you know if i were to hire a chauffeured cab to drive me around to and fro day in and day out okay uh, tell us tell us some numbers and uh, if you've mentioned uh, that you rented a car what what are the platforms which are available to uh, people i mean i know zoom car is one that's that's pretty much the only one i can think of and and give us some numbers like you you said you have a volkswagen polo on rental what are what are the monthly rentals like and if if i were to say uh, go higher up say maybe go for a creta maybe what 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 are the rentals i can expect so uh you're right there are uh, platforms but zoomcar is the only one that comes to mind uh, there are other platforms where you can uh, book a car uh, you know as if you're a tourist etc but zoomcar caught my eye because uh, it had a subscription model so it was only looking for, uh, you know only offering that service to people who were looking to rent beyond one month one month was the minimum uh, period you could rent it for mm-hmm. so depending on the duration whether you booked it for one month or six months you would get a monthly discount as well you know so for example if you put down your money for a longer period of time you would get a lower amount so uh, for a premium hatchback prices and 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 I'll talk about the 3 month period mm-hmm. so for a 3 month rental the premium hatchback segment was between uh, 17 to 19000 rupees a month the uh, compact suv segment came in at uh, another maybe 18 to 21 and then you could get a creta or uh, let's say a nexon for a uh, 24 25 uh per month but this was just the base price on top of this was uh, added 18% gst okay and what was it about the polo that uh, you know caught your attention i mean i know you've never you've never owned a volkswagen car before so why why the polo so uh you know that i drive a hatch in gurgaon mm-hmm. and uh, i wanted to stick to that size because you know it's a size that i'm comfortable with and uh, really it was a process of elimination because i didn't want to try something new in a new city to begin with so i needed a manual transmission and i'm dead against diesel cars because of emissions etc so i wanted a petrol car okay so really in a manual petrol only two options were available uh, one was the i20 and the other was the polo the i20 unfortunately was sold out so okay. by default i landed up with the polo so we yeah, are pretty much the process of elimination and ending up with whatever is available in the end understood so then then talk us through this i remember we were having uh, a lot of back and forth over the phone about what car should be uh, you know considered and i remember the new i20 came in we were talking about the celtos at one point even uh, the mercedes a class 
and then suddenly out of the blue on the horizon there was an ad of uh, the kia sonnet on on the, on the internet and that's pretty much where your attention fixated and you told me about it and then we started talking about it very seriously so early impressions about the kia sonnet what was it about uh, the sonnet that caught your attention so uh, like you said you know earlier we were discussing cars as petrol heads uh, we were looking at cars that were uh, we were looking at cars that were uh, you know uh, on the north of our budget line mm-hmm. so all of those cars that you mentioned they were being you know uh, passively considered mm-hmm. and uh, then of course you know somewhere with this pandemic uh, this this negativity in terms of spending you know this a need to hold on to whatever savings you had uh, took root and it still hasn't gone away i don't know when you know we'll all get back to that pre covid uh, consumer sentiment mm-hmm. but that i experienced in myself so over time my choices or at least my consideration became more sensible and when it became more sensible i started listing down what do i really need so i wanted a car which was loaded and i wanted a car that would uh, you know brave the rough and tumble of pune roads okay i because it rains here a lot and the roads are a mess and uh, i wanted a car with uh, a slight bit of presence but not one of those over the top dominating cars like a fortuner endeavor etc which you know um, are unnecessary frankly for for a single person who's living in pune so then i uh, i thought this compact suv segment is perfect and uh, then i started looking at the options and the options really are uh, hyundai venue there's the maruti vitara brezza sorry the brezza mm-hmm. yeah. now you have the toyota urban cruiser you have the xuv 300 you have the tata nexon mm-hmm. you have uh, the renault you know maybe triber mm-hmm. uh, and yeah that is that and this is an increasingly cluttered uh, space of course there's the ford eco sport as well yeah. which started off this compact suv trend so i started looking at this segment uh, i wanted to look at essentially the ideal car for me would be a hot hatchback you know something that is uh, the i20 size but uh, uh, you know a more powerful engine with greater performance mm-hmm. but uh, given the state of roads the rains Uh, I thought maybe a compact SUV will be a good idea. Some some very good points, and I I uh, I I'll just try, I'll go back a little bit. You said you wanted a car which was loaded. Now, can you can you just uh, you know give us a, a brief list of what what exactly it is feature wise that you're looking for in a car? So uh, you know, in our uh, office home commute, we are in the car for about an hour every day, and you know I'll probably take it out. you know uh, god willing pandemic getting over maybe uh, once a fortnight out into the city and maybe once a month on a long drive mm-hmm. so you know you don't really experience the speeds that the europeans and the americans do right okay which is why you know i mean of course government policy has also dictated it but mostly cars in india are tuned for efficiency and comfort rather than pure driving performance mm-hmm. so when it comes to features you really want to be cocooned in everything that is possible because you're spending all that time but you're spending it miserably in city traffic so to forget the agony of that start stop traffic you want to be cocooned in comfort so you want the hvac you want the uh, great audio system you want the air purifier you want that ambient lighting you want you know that um, lagless 
display you know you want all those things and uh, you couldn't have set me up uh, better for this uh, next thing that i want to talk about the kia sonnet and i remember going into the showroom wondering really uh, what to expect i mean yeah there were the sneak peeks of the features on the on the internet and the kia website as well but i i don't think i was prepared for uh, what i what i saw in the showroom itself i mean it took me by surprise that all of these things pretty much you know you, you after a point you think i mean it's 2020 the technology is there and these things are required in a car i mean yes some cars now at least most cars come with an inbuilt audio system but the kia sonnet top model i, I forget what it's called has a bose surround system which is a, which is a standard and that's that's amazing you know uh, that's uh, that's a great observation because uh, you know we hark back to the segment that we were uh, looking at and while i was uh, concentrating on the segment none of these cars stood out mm-hmm. you know they were all uh, sort of they were boxy hatchbacks on stilts okay that's the feeling so none of this pop started looking around for uh, were coming our way Mm-hmm. in that you know around 10 lakh ex showroom sort of uh, price band and that's when this uh, this particular model the kia sonnet caught my eye and when i looked at it i realized that this is you know a a, a model that has been scaled down from the seltos rather than scaled up from a hatchback and you know that i think caught my eye first up and of course the more i read about it the more i was intrigued I was so intrigued that I actually ended up booking the Sonnet even before I had test driven it. Of course, I am not alone because as we speak, there are ample news items around how this particular model has thirty thousand plus bookings already. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you there, bro. And uh, you know that's that's the thing that really surprised me because if you go at if you look go look at any other brands which has you know so many features. you easily touching 20 25 lakhs i mean it's it's just it's just unreal that kia has managed to keep the price range so low with so many features and it's not just this features which are you know they've just pumped features and they've forgotten about it the performance the i talk about the 10 inch display in the middle it's seamless seamless transition i remember i was sitting in a car uh, in in bombay and i think that that friend of mine was driving a tata uh which is the hatchback what is it called i, I forgot the name altros or nexon no it wasn't the altros there's another hatchback which is probably out of uh, production now anyway i can't remember that uh car had had a, a display and it had a touch display and, and that man had linked his phone uh, to the screen and i remember i was shuffling through his playlist to p- pick a song and there was such a lag it was it was basically terrible i mean it's like the difference between uh let's say an iPad and a and a Samsung Galaxy tab you know after using it for like like 2 years you know you can you can tell the difference there was a seamless you know and it's Kia has not cut corners in providing uh, features mind you no they haven't that you know i was uh, as surprised as you were because uh, the interiors of the car turned out even better than i thought and uh, it stands to show that uh, they've really done their homework before coming to india and uh, you know once we saw the car i don't think there was any other car on the anvil really and uh, i had to wait a full 2 weeks uh, to get the test drive now uh, we decided that the trim level we wanted was the trim level with the bose surrounds uh, you know surround system mm-hmm. 
but uh, there was a small matter of picking the transmission because uh, we've driven stick for the longest uh, over a decade yeah. so i am i'm a little bit of a purist and i didn't want to you know go the whole line yards and get an automatic so they also threw in this curveball and said there's an intelligent manual transmission so i was doubly intrigued about this and i wanted to test it now the option was you could test drive a hyundai venue which got the imt 2 months before the sonnet did mm-hmm. but i wanted the exact experience in this car because it was going to be mated to a 1 liter turbo that a 1 liter engine is actually smaller in displacement than the engine that is in our current car mm-hmm. and while we love our cars we know that they are not performance pieces yeah right they are hatchbacks meant for comfort convenience urban driving mm-hmm. so i wanted to experience this particular uh, engine also because another friend had a diesel turbo and i remember the lag it was almost like you had an engine on top of an engine so i wanted to rule this out and i wanted to take a test drive like this is the this is the pretty much the only thing and i remember being quite vocal about it i mean i know you were sold over the sonnet quite early on but i had my doubts because it comes in a 1.2 liter naturally aspirated version or a 1 liter turbocharged version now many years ago i i test drove the maruti balino rs model which is also a 1 liter turbocharged uh, petrol engine and i i remember distinctly going for a test drive in that car and it's like you have a, a, a you like you said it's an engine on top of an engine you drive and suddenly the the power just shows up and the point is that you're at such a high rpm at that point and you only have a 1 liter engine that you have to shift up and the minute you shift up you lose your you lose your revs and the turbo boost just goes away so i was still on the fence with the with the 1 liter and you know coming from from an engineering background and like you said having driven uh, a st- you know a, a manual transmission all our lives hearing about the imt and the things that i heard about uh, on the on the internet and watched these auto car videos on on youtube after the car was launched imt it's just sounded like witchcraft to me can you can you tell us what that that experience was like yeah so i was one of the first guys uh, in line for the test drive you know i made sure that i showed up before everybody else and that was on saturday and uh, i was lucky to get a reasonably long test drive in both the automatic and the imt now i took out the automatic for a spin first and the automatic um, you know it's very refined it's very convenient but for someone who's driven stick you know you miss the involvement mm-hmm. i mean you put the car in gear and then after that it's just the accelerator and the brake and the steering you know yeah. so it's almost like you're playing one of those 2d computer games of the of your where you're only going left or right or faster or slower and that's it mm-hmm. there's no sense of control so i miss that i miss that a lot mm-hmm. so that that is one under that much like uh, you know experience with the balino the turbo kicks in noticeably so when you floor the pedal okay so i took it out on the highway and you know when you floor it and, and i'm not talking street race floor i'm talking just about get an open road and floor you mm-hmm. know that sort of uh, acceleration again that noticeable you know boost on top of what the engine is perform uh, what, what the engine is giving you yeah and that is disconcerting you know i mean maybe 
over the last 10 years that we haven't gone out and you know gone out and bought a car maybe people have gotten attuned to this but i don't i don't quite feel at peace with that you know there's no linearity to the delivery mm-hmm. and you want your car to feel like an extension of you if your car is going to jump forward at a particular uh, rev count it doesn't feel like you've got control i i agree with you and i remember going through uh, the the brochure of the kia sonnet the top diesel model has something called a variable uh, uh, variable what is it called variable vane uh, turbocharger so that kind of eliminates the the revs and the the problem with the turbo lag is is the right term for that and that's basically what supercars like porsche and the ferrari high end ferraris they employ they have variable vane uh, you know geo- telemetry and geography not geography geometry for these uh, turbochargers so this stops becoming an issue but on a 1 liter engine that is anyway producing such such less exhaust for it to you know to to give a boost it really has to be at a higher rpm and that's what it was in my head that is the only thing that really held me back and i still haven't driven the kia sonnet but you have tell us uh, tell us about the imt you know and tell us uh, what it stands for and how does it work so i uh, took the automatic out for a you know 10 minute test drive it was all right but i was very clear that i wanted to test drive both the transmissions before i left for the day and uh, you know the kind folks at kia were uh, good enough to have the the imt variant available mm-hmm. and uh, it is it is a manual transmission that's the first thing you have to understand it's not a it's not an automatic transmission with human intervention it is a manual transmission with an automatic component now the automatic component is uh, essentially the clutch selector which happens through i am told an actuator mm-hmm. uh essentially what you do is you don't press anything but you just move through the gears as you would in a manual okay so when you're in first gear the car starts on its own it starts moving forward it's almost like a creep function mm-hmm. and unless you brake if you brake the car doesn't stall that's the beauty the car never stalls mm-hmm. unlike a manual you know wherein in start stop traffic you can stall your engine the, this the, this car never stalls so first gear it starts creeping forward you give it a little gas and then it starts moving when you've got to move from first to second you press nothing there's no button no clutch no yanking the lever in any unnatural you know up down anything you just move from first to second it is as smooth as a manual gear change when you would press the clutch all the way in and that's it the the lag between the clutch uh, disengaging and engaging is as much as it would be in a manual and that's it you you get into the second gear and then it picks up the revs and third and fourth and voila the beautiful part is that if you're at full tilt let's say you're at fourth gear 60 65 and you know typical uh, traffic someone cuts across you have to brake hard you can brake hard there's no clutch that needs to be pressed because the car doesn't stall mm-hmm. and that is doubly the beauty uh, of this whole experience like i've driven stick and uh, you know involuntarily i would uh, feel out for a clutch pedal every time i'd had to uh, brake but there was no clutch there but the car wouldn't stall 
Well, like I said, it sounds like witchcraft to me. I mean, I'll really have to get under the hood to understand it. And once I understand it, I'll probably, uh, you know, accept that this technology does exist because right now I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know how it does it. And the, how this takes care of the, the turbo lag problem is like you can shift gears. And this is what I'm told. You can shift gears at any any uh, engine RPM. You can have your foot hard on the accelerator. You might be doing five 6,000 RPM. You can easily shift between gears. And the IMT or the intelligent manual transmission will just take care of it. And if you keep your revs higher, the turbo lag just goes out of the question because your turbo keeps spinning. The boost is always available. That is really, really interesting. And I'm glad uh, people can have this technology at uh, such a lower end and not really have to go for a supercar. That is correct. And uh, I experienced that. There was no head toss. There was no turbo or boost coming in later into you know your uh, acceleration it was available always and I, that was happening because uh, i was shifting gears at higher revs okay so tell us tell us something else about the car how does the car feel like i mean you know it's it's a it's a compact suv let's let's say that and it's a tall car tell us about uh, things like cornering body roll anything else that you might have experienced that stood out I mean, I remember if you go to these, uh, the reviews on YouTube, they do complain a bit about the rear legroom. I mean, that has been really pointed out by a lot of people. Tell us, tell us about all that. So the rear legroom is really a non-factor for me mm-hmm. because I'll be driving it 95% of the time by myself, okay. you know, so it's a non-factor. But let me uh, discuss some of the other points. So moving up from a hatchback, you're always worried about body roll and stability, etc. Mm-hmm. So while I didn't throw the car around, I mean, I was on a test drive after all, but there was nothing. The car felt really solid, really planted. Even when I yanked the steering wheel once or twice to check for body roll, there was none. There was pretty much as much roll as, you know, you'd get in your hatch. And uh, the suspension uh, is not set up, you know, at a Hyundai soft kind of level. Mm -hmm. It is not at a very stiff level as well. I would say it's just a little stiffer than a Hyundai where it allows you to really feel the road. So I was really happy with the test drive. You know, even driving the automatic, I was very happy with the way the car was handling and feeling. But with the IMT, I was just, uh, you know, on another plane. I was very happy with the test drive. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I am just glad that all these features, all this technology is now available at such an affordable, well, let's not say affordable, at a, at a, at a price which is you know, very interesting because you really, like I said before, you really have to double, triple, maybe quadruple your investment to get these features as standard. I mean, I'm thinking the likes of the uh, entry-level Mercedes or the Volvos and stuff to get these uh, features, you know, but now it's available and Kia really, you know, they've changed the game uh, in essence. You know, that's the thing. And in retro, the pandemic and getting conservative with your parts has really brought out one thing very, very clearly. And that thing is that, you know, even if you stretch your budget after a point, let's say that cutoff point is, let's say, around 10 lakhs. If you stretch your budget all the way up to 25, Mm -hmm. you will be hard pressed to get a driver, you know, a a driving experience. What you'll get is incrementally, uh, you know, better cars. Let's say, okay, let's say you go from a Sonnet to a Seltos. What do you get? You get a 1.4 litre petrol or a 1.5 litre diesel. 
and uh, you get a slightly more horsepower etc but for a lot of a lot more weight so yeah. essentially what are you shaving you're shaving maybe half a second off of a 0 to 80 kind of time and maybe 1 second off of your uh, quarter mile time yeah i mean that's not exactly performance exactly and you go yeah. from a yeah you go from a seltos to a telluride or you you know let's say the telluride is not in india you go from a seltos to a fortuner mm-hmm. even that will be just half a second quicker from 0 to 80 and 1 second quicker in the quarter mile so that's not performance that that takes me back again uh, to the point where i had taken a test drive of the honda brv this was again uh, i don't know 2 3 years ago and i remember we reached uh, a speed bump and we had an auto rickshaw next to us and uh, we had uh, there were five there were total of five people in the car so i got over the speed bump and i floored it i was in a low gear i floored it i could not overtake that auto rickshaw and that was that was upsetting right away and i said this car is absolute garbage and i really don't know why people buy such things or why people make such things you know in the end it really really boils down to power to weight ratio i mean you can throw in the most powerful engine but if your car is basically the size of a truck and it weighs like a truck you know it's not going to go that's that's pretty much it yeah and that's the physics of it isn't it yeah. so while our cars are getting bigger our engines are pretty much stayed the same because of this archaic thinking that you know we need to monitor cubic capacity to rein in emissions i mean no one's looking at trucks and buses and all the other commercial vehicles that pollute our cities but yeah why not cars but anyway keeping that argument aside the bang for the buck is missing if even if you extend your budget to a 1.5 or a 2x of what you're willing to spend you know so you'll really have to get into the german sedans mm-hmm. to get driving experience uh if you go up from 10 12 i mean uh, somebody can extend their budgets and get full size suvs luxury suvs you can get into sedans like the civics and the uh elantras etc what you won't get is engagement yeah so if your end game is that okay i am going to stick with this car for 8 10 years then you figure you know you want your civic or elantra or uh, you know the skoda octavias or whatever mm-hmm. like uh Uh, you know and then you end up spending 20 25 on road even 30 but short of a mini cooper or a bm3 series or an a class which comes in you know maybe at 180 horses where's the driving experience in any of these cars i agree with you there and i think uh, people who generally go for cars like elantra and uh, you know the higher end uh, sedans like you said are pretty much the ones who will basically employ a driver and never drive that car and just sit in the back seat so that's kind of what they're looking for but if a car like sonnet i'm pretty sure the guy who buys it will eventually end up driving it that's such is the experience yeah and uh, i think it's positioned at the young professional and the uh, urban folk mm-hmm. and uh, i mean 30000 bookings is nothing to scoff at i mean this is a segment where the current leader sells about 9000 units a month mm-hmm. and that so might be the Hyundai Venue or okay. the Brezza so one of these two sells about 9000 and the other sells about 10000 so mm-hmm. between the two of them they sell about 20000 cars okay and now you have a new entrant which people have booked 30000 times without even taking a test drive in some cases So now tell us uh, so you basically you've paid the booking amount how much uh, how much did that set you back 
25,000. And now what is the 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 waiting period because 30,000 bookings I I think even Kia must not have expected such a response. So what are we thinking like? Well, that is a bummer because as we speak, uh, two weeks have passed since I booked the car okay. and there is no clarity yet on uh, the delivery date. Mm-hmm. I am told it will be after Diwali. and that is a big big bummer because uh, you know like we touched upon i'm paying rent for a car that i know don't necessarily enjoy driving mm-hmm. so uh, that's a bit of a letdown and i must say someone should have forecast this demand and in these times i don't think somebody wants to sit down and you know have an 8 or 12 week waiting period even if it's a car well that is true and i mean the the need of the hour is quite immediate because you need a car like right now you know that's that's the whole thing yeah and it's a day to day need because if i return my rental i will then have to take a cab which is the last thing on earth i want to do and your office has opened is it yes my office is opened uh, we work with social distancing norms okay all right then Well, some really interesting points there. I'm glad we covered uh, renting a car versus buying a car, a car, and then we covered a whole bunch of cars in that segment, that price range, and we talked about features, which are really, you know, which should basically be standard now. And I think now that Kia has brought it uh, in in this in the Sonnet, other other car manufacturers are going to up their game and bring these features as well. So we're basically looking for uh, like a universal, a better car experience, and not just have four wheels and a and a steering wheel. I agree and uh, you know what better example than Kia's cousin Hyundai I uh, <laughs> as we speak uh, the new i20 is going to be in the market and apparently it's going to come in with the same 1 liter turbo that is in the Sonnet now if a hatch comes in uh, let's say weighs about 100 150 kilos lighter and has the same engine and transmission option then you know with this new functional mindset that I have towards cars I may decide to compromise and uh, you know buy a car which is uh, available right now rather than wait for 8 weeks and pay you know 50000 bucks as rent for my rental. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean that might just uh, you know sway some people to go the other way as well. Yes, and our cities the way they are people want cars. I mean shared mobility now is a thing of the past. I think it's going to be a while. Why? I mean, till Uber becomes a thing. I mean, yes, cabs are functional in Gurgaon. You get a cab almost anywhere, uh, to anywhere now. And uh, but it's it's going to take a while till it catches on the way it used to be, like you said in the beginning. Brother, thank you for your valuable insights. I mean, uh, and we've taken up like thirty minutes of your time. So yeah, we we learned a lot today. And I have personally never rented a car. I have not driven the IMT myself. But uh, I'm glad we covered all these topics today. Glad to have done that and look forward to taking a drive with you. Yes sir, hopefully soon someday. Another thing I'm hopefully starting uh, now that we've covered the cars. Another thing I've started uh, doing is uh, I I uh, end the podcast with uh, with a recommendation. It could be a movie, a book, uh, a series, a podcast, something that for our audience to look forward to. Something that they should check out in in your opinion. What what is that? Well, uh I would then have to recommend a book that I've picked up recently it's a small book it's actually an essay okay and it's by a leading economist from the 70s called Nassim Nicholas Taleb okay and this book is called The Basic Laws of Human Stupidity <laughs> so okay uh, shout out to anybody who's read this and uh, 
highly recommend it. I think start to finish, it doesn't even take forty-five uh, minutes to finish, but uh, delightful. Fantastic, fantastic, brother! Thank you so much for joining us. Hope to record more podcasts with you very, very soon. Stay safe, and I hope you get your car really, really soon. Thank you, man. Thank you.